A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Hold up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Ajay Selvason. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, Ajay, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hi, everybody. Hi, Ajay. Hi, guys. I swear I told you what I was doing and where I was going. Here in the building. I am very sure of it now. I went back and watched the tape, and I'm pretty sure I told you where I was going and what I was doing. Look, Dad, I told you where I was going, okay? You what? You went back and watched the tape, and you're pretty sure. Yeah. So it's still not very clear, apparently. <laughs> it's still not 100%. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm a little confused. Man, you know, Eric, why do the sports gods hate me? I don't know. Why do they hate you? I don't know. I missed, like, the best bowl game. I missed a great conference championship game. Like, I mean, come on. What did I do wrong? Whose dog did I kick? How come I can't see that kind of cool stuff? Gal, man, I'm bummed. I'm happy for them. I really am. But I'm bummed. <laughs> I'm so bummed right now. Uh, Utah State basketball plays tonight. Uh, USU taking on Portland State. Utah State head coach Ryan Odom sat down with the media. Uh, actually, it was yesterday while we were on the air. So we'll uh, hear a little bit from him today. Uh, getting a better idea of uh, who the Vikings are, and their their record may be a little bit deceiving. So we'll hear from uh, Coach Odom, kind of explain that. And uh, Aggies trying to get themselves right after uh, really getting crushed in uh, South Dakota by Iowa. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, NBA news today. Uh, the Jazz do play on Christmas Day, scheduled for the late game, but... Who knows? It might get moved up. Um, the uh, NBA may be uh, adjusting some tip times for the Christmas Day uh, schedule. Just There's a, a lot of players in health and safety protocols right now. Uh, over 100 in uh, safety protocols. So uh, a lot of G League guys getting called up, two-way players getting a lot of minutes. And so... Uh, consequently, there's quite a few G League teams that don't have very deep rosters right now either. So uh, really sweeping the league and having a, kind of a domino effect there. But um, do you agree with uh, Co- uh, Commissioner Adam Silver when he says that the, the NBA does not plan to shut down the NBA? We'll keep moving forward. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I do. Because like, we, I think, Eric, 
along with the rest of the world, has figured out that we, we like, you just can't control COVID. You can't. I mean, you can do your best to manage the situation that you're in, but you cannot control COVID. And you have to, like, New Zealand has been more strict and more just by the book of restrictions than anybody else in the world. And they finally turned around and said, look, we've done everything we possibly can. And this, still, this thing's still kicking our butts. At some point, you just throw your hands in the air. You say, you know what? We're going to take proper precautions. We're going to do all we can to manage it as best as we can. In, that's in our control. And if it happens, it happens. But we can't just keep pausing the season every two or three weeks because of this. It just it won't work that way. And I think he's right. I think you have to learn to, to deal with it. I think you have to – there are there – are, uh, with this Omicron variant, like there are a lot of people, it is perhaps a little bit more contagious than the the normal coronavirus, but it's not proving to be as, um, uh, what's the right word? As, uh, as as hefty. I don't know if that's the right term, but it doesn't seem to affect people quite se- as severely as uh, uh, as the other, uh, like the Delta variant mm-hmm. uh, variant. Uh, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be one, but I think the NBA has has come to terms, like you said, that look this this is going to be around for a while. It is. Yeah, we're still going to take precautions. We're still going to ask that our players get vaccinated and that they get boosters, and that we still you know, be careful and cautious about how we interact and and do things off the court, but. We have to learn to live with it and still try to move forward and have these games and, and still take place. So uh, Adam Silver said uh, in uh, in an interview today, says we're up around probably 90% of the positive cases uh, are all Omicron uh, variant. Um, but um, I'm trying to get to his numbers here. He, he had some percentages about number of players who have been vaccinated and the number of percentages that have been uh, boosted. Um, That'd yeah, be we'll, interesting. We'll find that. Uh, that would be interesting. Oh, here it is. Uh, he says, in fact, our league right now, we're around 97% vaccinated. Uh, up to about 65% of our players have been boosted. And we're in serious active discussions with the Players Association to get that number even higher. Hmm. Hey, let me ask you, Eric. The, the, the Kyrie Irving situation... Do you – is it too hard to be like, hey, look, Kyrie, you're going to be a part-time guy and, and do this and do that and still keep the team in chemistry, in gel with Kyrie, I mean, just that whole situation? Well, just as they thought they were going to start to get him back for road games. Did he get put into protocol? Then he got put into protocol. So what is the Christmas roster going to look like? for? I mean, Dallas is still good. The Jazz for right now, knock on wood, Eric, are still good. But everything else has got blown apart. Boston's in a mess. Lakers are in a really bad mess. Nets are in bad shape. Bucks are okay. But like these Christmas Day games are getting blown up right in front of their eyes. Uh, yeah, well, they still want to have the games. Um, they're kind of putting some other teams on notice that if there's if a, if a game needs or a team has too many uh, issues, then some other team might slide in there. I'm, I'm not sure who they've identified, but they're trying to come up really? with some contingencies because they really want to keep that Sunday Can night, you imagine? Me, that Saturday uh, Christmas Day schedule. Mike Breen. Welcome to the Staples Center where... 
G League star so and so will play Kate Bazemore in the Nets. <laughs> well, they may look at it and say, "Look, the Lakers are decimated, but the Jazz and the and Mavericks are are good. So good. maybe we'll move, move that game up. up into prime time. Yeah, and we'll put the more obscure games, the people that no one knows." In the early or the late, can you time. do that this late? By the way, I don't know how how does that work. Can they do it? I mean, I guess you could try and finagle it that way, but would it be too hard, Eric? Um, not too much. Uh, it just depends on what games these teams played because before leading up who to how much to time see, off between games. With all due respect, who wants to see the G League games be at six p.m. on ABC when the Jazz and the Mavericks could duke it out on ABC? I'm with you. Like somehow move that game up into a prime time spot when all their starters are playing, or else you're gonna lose viewership that day like crazy. And that's your day to shine. That is the NBA's great day. You need those games, and they gotta figure that out. I'm with you. That's a great idea. Uh, so here's according to ESPN, the league called the notion of shifting game times, which might happen if a game is postponed. A contingency plan in a memo distributed to teams involved with the Christmas Day games. Okay. Uh, it could come as late as Friday. Oh, wow. So they, wow. Whew. Could you imagine? Hey, you're no longer playing at 830. You're now playing at 12. I mean, the NBA has already had to, to postpone some games this year. Yeah. Chicago had a problem. They missed a couple of games. Yep. But, um, yeah, they they will uh, they continue to monitor the situation and may adjust some times or teams in different time slots, but they may not really know until Christmas Eve, so the day before. So the Jazz are in the evening, the late slot, uh, late slot that uh, ten thirty Eastern on ESPN. Um, but. Um, the, the league told, here's again, according to ESPN, the league told the teams the priority is filling the ABC windows for Saturday's games, which is 2.30, 5, and 8 Eastern. So that would be Boston at Milwaukee, Golden State at Phoenix, and Brooklyn at the Lakers. But you're right. I mean, do you want to watch a Lakers team that yeah. has several different players out? Yep. However, they did act. They have been able to activate Dwight Howard and Taylor Horton Tucker. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna move the that's gonna move the barometer up a bit. But uh, Frank Vo- Frank Vogel's out. Four other players are gonna remain out. Oh jeez, it's so bad. Right, dude. If there's if there's not a, an issue, if there really aren't any significant issues with the Jazz and the Mavericks, why not move them up to the earlier earlier time period? If you got a couple of teams that have widespread issues with a bunch of G League guys that nobody knows. I mean, is that really worth exactly spending no, your a great your, point your prime time game on the the NBA is spending money on commercial spots, TV time, all to put this Christmas Day schedule together. It is falling apart. Now you got to manage this, or you actually have some kind of a marquee game that stands out that makes you say, "Yeah, I want to turn on the TV and watch that game." Got to find something. Because what they have right now is, I mean, it's getting blown up. Uh, how much do you watch those games anyway on Christmas Day? I, I do, actually. I've actually watched the uh, the, the uh, Eastern Conference game 
I could that 12 a 12 p.m. game. I've watched that. I've watched a 6 p.m. game. It features like the Warriors, the Lakers, or whatever. And then if the Jazz are on, I'll definitely watch that one. But they're not on till late at night usually. So yeah, like the first morning game, like at 10 a.m., I don't watch it because it's usually bad. But everything else is usually it's okay. It's all right. Basketball. Uh, morning. I mean, we're still yeah. You're going still doing through stuff family with stuff. the family. Yeah, uh, I've got kids, and so we're doing stuff. Yeah. Um. Once that's done, kind of midday when you're your lunchtime, turning stuff on, seeing what's what's happening in the background. Uh, when it gets to the evening, usually we're off to some family member uh, visiting them, so it's hard to check in too much. But you know, with the Jazz playing, you know, by then we'll be back home and uh, watching stuff uh, take place again. So uh, actually, some of the we have the we've been able to get some of the audio from Adam Silver. Mm. Uh, addressing some of these issues today. And uh, th- he, again, talks about this contingency plan that they're putting in place if uh, there are more issues around Christmas. We need to talk for a few hours to talk about the contingencies. So, yes, I mean, I would say beginning from the day we initially shut down the league, you know, in, in March of 2020, we've done nothing but look at contingencies. So, of course, we always have those, but at least as of now, um, our plan is to move forward, um, not just for the Christmas Day games, but there are another roughly 23 games scheduled um, between now and Christmas. And, you know, every day is a new day. You know, we, we get the overnight testing. We look where we are in terms of our rosters and make our decisions. But at, at least, as I said, um, it seems for us that the right and responsible thing to do, taking all the factors into consideration, is to continue to play. Yeah, they're they're gonna yeah, keep it's, going. It's fine. I'm with it. Like you can't just keep pausing every now and then. You just gotta play through it, handle it the best you can. Put in protocols, put in instructions, rules, regulations to make sure that everyone's being safe. You know, um, taking care of themselves and being aware of other people as well. That's the best you can do. And I know the NFL is looking at: uh, Do we adjust kind of what our protocols are? Because uh, if you've got the vaccine, uh, if you've if you're asymptomatic, do you are you out for as long as somebody who doesn't have the vaccine mm. and has symptoms? And so they're I think they're trying to tweak a, a little bit about how they review each case and what that means for the calendar for coming back, being able to rejoin the team, um, and be involved again. In fact, uh, Adam Silver talked a little bit about that as well in the NBA's approach to uh, shortening a return time for these players. We always are measuring viral loads with our P- PCR test. That, that's part of the protocol. And so it's something, again, that it's, it's not just our doctors, but the medical communi- community is looking at one. I mean, I think they're already realizing that you can move away from the 10-day protocol when you have players who are vaccinated and boosted, that it seems that the virus runs through their systems faster. They become not just asymptomatic, but more importantly, they're not shedding the virus anymore. That's the real concern in terms of others. And so we are actively looking looking at shortening the amount of days that a player is out before um, he can return to the floor. Which I think that's smart. I mean, yep. look, as as we've had more science and more data more understanding of, of this virus, how it works, and how it affects people. Um, we absolutely should be adjusting the protocols and, and what that means for a return to action and return to work. 
Yeah, again, and there's going to be a lot of adjusting going on. And you got to understand that things are going to change by the month or whatever it is. Um, but I feel like if anybody's got a good handle on this, especially with the way the bubble was handled, it's Adam Silver. So I think they're in good hands. Um, one of the well, a couple of the things here from Adam Silver are interesting. Um, he did make it clear they're not going to mandate vaccinations, um, but the, it is um, on the rise, and the number of people who are boosted is um, it's at sixty five percent, and that's encouraging, and it still gives them room to grow. We have a, a lot of data we look at in terms of players and coaches that have gone through the three-shot protocol, meaning the two mRNA shots and then a booster and then past two weeks, only a very small number of those people have then been. Mm. I don't know. That would cut off, but a very small number of those have been been affected to a great deal where they need to sit out an extended period of time. And so getting the, the data is there that with those who do have a booster shot um, are far less affected by the virus and can return to play a lot quicker. Uh, but again, he's he's making it very clear they're not going to uh, mandate any of this uh, as a league, though teams may have a individual uh, separate approach uh, to it. But um, I don't know. Interesting stuff from Adam Silver. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, I think he's trying to figure it out as they go, too. Like, nothing's even close to being said or done. So I think he's he, he's trying to figure out how to handle it. And it's just going to take a lot of time, Eric. And it's just going to take a lot of patience and a lot of understanding from everybody. There's there's no way there's no way this is going to be perfectly ran. That's just impossible to do with COVID. It really is. It's True. so hard to do. So he's got to make adjustments and be understanding of those adjustments being made as we go on. Uh, one other thing, too, that he did uh, mention, and I'll end with this, unless you had anything else no, from good. Adam Silver. But um, for some people, they may be questioning if it's even wise for them to attend a game. You know, should they, Interesting. Should they go to an arena? Interesting. First of all, it's, of course, an individual decision. I think it has a lot to do um, with following appropriate protocols, um, being vaccinated, getting boosted, Wearing a mask, of course, makes a big difference. I mean, that's, I, I think that those people under those situations should be comfortable living their lives. I mean, I, public health officials will weigh in if there's a, a change in approach. But right now, under those conditions, people have been living their lives. I'm here in New York, um, where it seemingly is the epicenter of, um, the, again, of the pandemic right now and of this particular variant. Um, restaurants remain full. Um, stores are full. People are preparing for the Christmas holidays. I mean, again, I recognize things could change, but r- but right now, at least, if people take the pro- proper precautions, I think people should feel comfortable going out. And I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I do point. too. If you have done what you need to do, right, vaccine, boost, whatever, you should feel comfortable going out. I still wear a mask in a lot of places I go. I, I still feel like I have to wear a mask. Just, I... Because I could still get it. I mean, that, and that just that alone still scares me. Even though I've done all the proper things, I'm still scared of getting it, Eric. So I still wear a mask as, as much as I possibly can and where I need to, and especially when I'm on the road and traveling. But, um, yeah, it's just you just got to go with it day by day. 
and uh, take care of yourself the best way possible and do what you feel is comfortable. Don't feel peer pressured by the public, the world, or what's being said. Do what you think personally is best for you, and that's all right. Uh, 9938 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Why is the NBA continuing to test vaccinated players? No other employees have to take COVID tests like athletes. It just doesn't make sense. That's true, and I'll agree to that. Well, I, I think that the it's shown that even though you're vaccinated, you can still have the virus affect you. Yeah. It's just the severity of the virus is significantly blunted. Yes. Um, but they if you're positive with the virus, then you can still share it with others so i think that's why the nba is still testing their players on a regular basis okay again i'm yeah. not a doctor i'm not going to pretend to be one yeah. but that's what i understand uh, as to why they're taking the approach that they are yep i uh i would agree with you and again um i, I think if they're vaccinated i i just think there should be less restriction for them i because re- that's what it was for yeah hey if you yeah. get vaccinated you know, you're okay. That's so that's what the first thought was. And now it's like, well, if you got vaccinated, you still gotta be tested. But wait, why am I being treated like I didn't get vaccinated then? What was the point of getting the shot in the first place then? So I, yeah. I mean I, I know where people, I stand with it, but I know people very close to me who've been vaccinated and they still got COVID. Oh yeah, me but, I know people too. Yeah. But it was they got through it. And they even had some compromising health conditions and they got through it fine Mm -hmm. because they had had the vaccine already but i think the nba is taking the approach that uh even though the players are vaccinated we still need to do regular testing because it can still affect people yes it's not going to be as severe but it can still affect people and we want to make sure absolutely we're getting in ahead of it early and um try to make sure that we provide every opportunity for the players to stay as healthy as possible so i'm with you all right, I'd uh, love to continue to get more from you on uh, your thoughts on what's going on at the NBA. Uh, Utah Jazz, will they move up? Will they still be held to that late t- start time in the NBA? I don't know. But the Jazz did have a nice win last night. They had a nice lead. Let it get away from them, as they've been doing lately. But last night was different, and they were able to dig deep and uh, turn things around in the last three minutes and come away with a 10-point win. Uh, Utah State... Basketball is also in action tonight. We'll preview the Portland uh, State Vikings. Coming up with some comments from uh, Coach Ryan Odom. Stick around. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. You've heard a lot of chatter lately about job openings. Job seekers like you have a lot to choose from. Who has the best pay, benefits, and work environment? Here's your answer. Homestead Cabinet. If you want to work for a company with outstanding pay, monthly profit share, great benefits, four-day weekends, an awesome work environment, and you get a whole week off every two months, Homestead Cabinet in Hiram is the place to be. We need good, hard workers who are humble and curious to work in one of the most technologically advanced shops in the nation. If this is you, go to homesteadcabinet.com. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvolinus and Oil Change, we'll make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvolinus and Oil Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. Tis the season, and if you're getting engaged, bring that special someone to S.E. Needham Jewelers. 
You will love our extensive selection of beautiful engaged Marines. Also, you'll select a diamond from Utah's largest selection of loose diamonds. You'll find a unique ring at an affordable price with diamonds direct from Antwerp, Belgium at internet pricing. It just doesn't get better. And you may also take advantage of our 12-month interest-free financing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Utah Jazz with a nice victory last night over the Charlotte Hornets. Um, that it was. Look, I don't know what's going on with Utah. I know that um, Connolly did sit one the other day, um, but um, and but still, they they need to be able to overcome that and play without him. But last night. Built a nice lead, had a great first quarter, let Charlotte back into it, and lost their lead, but then about the final three minutes just really found a different gear and was able to close it out. And so that's I mean, that's encouraging to me. Not that they lost the lead by any means. That's not encouraging at all. But being able to dig in and, and clamp things down defensively while still getting some points on the board offensively, um, is something that's been kind of lacking in some of these last few games. The Jazz, if they're going to win a game, they're going to win going away. But if it's in the clutch, if it's a tight game, they've proven that they're not quite as able to to put a team away and to take care of business. Um, but last night, holy cow. I mean, the performances by Rudy Gobert, um, Boyan Bogdanovich, especially late, was hitting some great shots for the Jazz. Donovan had a solid game, 21 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. But Rudy Gobert, 23 points, 21 boards, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. The guy's just playing at a whole other level this he year. Is. It's been fun. Eric, you mentioned it right at the start, and I, and I, I want to bring it up again. What is up with us blowing big leads? What is going on in that in that time you lose a 17-point lead. They've lost a 20-point lead. They've lost 15-point leads. What is going on in that time, Eric? I don't get this. Help me here. 
I think they're just getting lackadaisical. They're just not as focused. Is that on them or Quinn? Like, who's that on? I think it's on the players. You're up 17. Play like you're up three. Like, come on, guys. And so instead of getting, like, rest and then your bench play, now you got to go back on the court and try to finish this thing off. Spend more energy. Yeah. It's it's a problem, and it's going to catch up to him and bite him in the butt again. But did you see how many three-point attempts they had? No, hit me with it. 53 three-point attempts. How many did they make? 16. Oh, jeez, that's horrible. 30% from three. But 53 three-point attempts. It's so weird to know that Quinn is actually in favor of that. That he's like, yeah, I want to see us shoot threes. I want to see us take a lot of threes. I want to see us get the, you know... If you have a open look, let it fly. That's just weird of Quinn. I just, I mean, it's affecting their defense too. But I don't, I don't know if it's really that. It's not working. I mean, they won last night, but they blew a big lead to get there. Who do they got next? Do they got Dallas next, or who do they got now? Um, did, are they off until the Dallas game? I don't know. So I'd be on. a four-day break. So I, I'd be. Yeah, I would be surprised at that. I think they play on the twenty-third. No, they one. play tomorrow. Yeah, who, they play tomorrow. Who do they got? Uh, Minnesota. Is that at Minnesota or at home? Uh, it's at home. It's okay. in Salt Lake. Hmm. Yeah, then Dallas Christmas night at uh, eight thirty. And by the way, I, I I just confirmed what you were talking about. David Locke put out a tweet saying that the two p.m., five p.m., and eight p.m. window could be moved, even on the day of Christmas Eve. Whether like, hey, you're being moved up two hours to play basketball. They're going to have to be ready to go. Because there is a chance that's going to happen. Really good chance, Eric. Hey, 9315 text in. Audrey, you don't get the cool thing when you bet on the Beavers and the Aztecs. I did, Eric. I, I picked the Beavers to win. And the little Beaver messed up. Boy, they suck. They're bad. Oregon State? Yeah. I don't know that they're bad. I just think Utah State came with more aggressiveness, more aggression, uh, both offensively and defensively. But even if Oregon State matched it, I still think Utah State would win that game. They're just more talented. Utah State was more talented. Dude, their backup quarterback, Cooper Legault, came in and threw a couple touchdowns. The third stringer. (laughs) But, Ajay, you and I, and we talked about this yesterday, but you and I watched Utah State in the fall, and we watched him in the spring. Yep. And I remember watching Cooper Lagaw thinking, this is going to be a nice quarterback. Yep. There were some people having great debates, like, it's not a two-man contest, it's a three-man contest. Yeah. But Andrew Peasley and Logan Bonner had the edge just because they had more experience, Experience. more starts. But Cooper Lagaw has always looked like a good quarterback. Yeah, he has. And he looked good again. Like I, I was actually pretty impressed with him. Um, I got to watch a few highlights. I haven't seen the game yet. I still need to sit down and watch the game. I just got back today, so um, still need to watch it. But uh, yeah, I, I was impressed. I was absolutely impressed with uh, Cooper with the little bit I saw, and uh, um, awesome, awesome for him. And I feel bad for Peasley because I think this puts Peasley behind Lega, and I think Peasley's going to transfer. I, and I get it. I completely understand if he does. I don't blame him one bit, Eric. You got Bonner, you got Cooper, and he, I mean, what do you do? 
Nine three one five. Merry Christmas to the full court press family. Thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good stuff. I I usually am not one in the camp to encourage players to transfer, and it's not because it's not for me to decide. You know where they want to take take their talents, but if it becomes clear that you're not going to have an opportunity. And if you go somewhere else, you will. Mm-hmm. I don't fault those players for making that decision. So is that going to be the case for Andrew Peasley? I don't know. But um, with all three of those quarterbacks coming back, I don't know. How's that offensive line going to look next year? That's a big question. Yep. Because if it's if it's a shaky offensive line, uh, you're going to need a good second and a good third string quarterback because they will get time. Yeah, I. Uh, oh man, I'm more, I'm more worried about our defensive back and our receiving crew. Right, I mean, and, and plus your linebacking crew loses. Well, I guess Henniger's a defensive end, but you lose Justin Rice. You lose Cash Gilliam. You lose uh, Shaq Bond. I mean, we've and then receiving crew. We've already talked about it, right? You lose Wright, Bowling, and Tompkins. You all right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, that's there's a lot that's that's going to leave and be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but look, this is this is a coaching staff that's proven that they can. They can get guys ready to go. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I am. Where was Derek Wright last year? Yeah, where was Derek Wright last year? Was he? He wasn't a featured wide receiver last no. year. But dude, we didn't even have a quarterback last year. I'm not blaming the receivers last year. I'm blaming the quarterback play. No, but I'm. Just yes, I mean, yeah. The ability I, to I'm get the ball you. to him, but, but I'm with you. Just how he yeah, emerged like, where this did, year. Yeah, where did he come from? I mean, like now he has he had a uh, what ten TDs this year, and that's uh, I think seventh most along with Devin Tompkins, you know, in school history for uh, TDs in a season. Like that was impressive work. I mean, he, and he's athletic as all get out. I want another year of him. <laughs> yes, I please. do, Eric. There's a certain corner of the uh, end zone that is his property. I mean, hey, it belongs to him. Did I hear, because, again, I didn't get to see the game, Eric, but the Legault touchdown, 62 yards to Devin Tompkins, coach called that play? Like, he called. No. Oh, he didn't? No. Oh, that's, I, a, that's the other cool thing about it. I was about, about it. to say, like, that's a gutsy play call from a coach to be like, all right, kid, go throw it. No, Cooper checked down and and uh, made You're the kidding me. made the check down and changed the play. The God checked that. No way. Yeah. I mean, what do you think was going through Coach Cephalo's head? Like, what? No. Hey, it's a running play, dude. Throws a sixty-two yards. Hey, good call. Good call. That that that's, I mean, that just speaks to that's incredible. Cooper Eric. as a person and having confidence and putting the work in, watching film, being focused when he's there. In practices, even though he's not taking first first team reps, that was his call. That that speaks to him, but it also speaks to the coaches on yeah. how they prepare everybody to yes. be ready at any moment. Yep, I would agree. Wow, I didn't know that because I was about to tell you. I was like, dude, that is a Gahone's call 
by Coach Anderson to be like, all right, kid, go in and just chuck it on your first play and see what happens. <laughs> so that was Cooper. Yep. Dude, what a ball, too. Like, that was in stride. Oh, Devin didn't even have to toss. slow. Yeah, beautiful throw. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, well, fun. Yeah, Peasley's uh, – either Peasley's gone or he's going to find himself third behind. I hate to say it, but, boy, Cooper put on a show. Okay, so let me ask you now, Eric. We're past the season. Um, kind of get your thoughts on some things really quickly if I could ask you some questions. One, do we keep our coordinators or who do we lose? Well, certainly hope that they keep them all. But I I don't know if they can. Yeah. I don't know if you can keep either one of them. Just with how they just how they went through the season and and things that both on both sides of the football, how Utah State continued to get better and better as the year went on. Um, so I, I hope they can keep both of them. Absolutely. Will they? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, head coaching jobs have been filled. Now it goes to the next phase, which is coordinators. And... Look, there's a lot of coordinator positions out there at Power 5 programs where you'll earn as much or more as being a head coach at a group of five schools. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, again, if they get that opportunity. Take it, right? Take it. I mean, you got to go, and and we get it. I get it. I think Coach Anderson gets it. Um, If anything, Ajay, I think it should be – there. there might be some sentiment about, okay, you did – you did well in your first year at Utah State or your first year as a coordinator. Okay. But you did it with a bunch of transfers and experienced players who came in. How well can you, you know, develop a team? How well can you develop players? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 9315, could you move Andrew Peasley to a wide receiver running back with his speed? No. He wants to be a quarterback. And you don't blame him. You're like, you know, I get it, right? Um, he wants to play quarterback. I just I think it'd be too hard to put him in the receiver spot, and yeah, I I, I completely understand. If he'd be willing to, then yeah, it'd be great to have him on the field and still be used. And you know, you'd have that threat as a double pass um, that he could have that trick play up his sleeve, and you know, he could execute it really well. But at the end of the day, if his strongest desire is to be a quarterback. Then go find somewhere where you can be a quarterback. Yeah. Hey, Eric, I know we got to take a break. When we come back, I want to pick your brain more about the football season, just ask you some questions, kind of pepper you to get a recap of the season just from your state of opinion and, uh, and get your thoughts on, I mean, what guys kind of stood out to you that surprised you maybe. Absolutely. Uh, and if you want to weigh in on that too, we'd love to get your yeah, thoughts. Four three five three three nine zero three two one on the uh, Guild Mortgage text line. Merry Christmas, Aggie Nation, from your friends at Locker 42. You've been asking, and they're finally here. These old main Christmas ornaments have just arrived. These ornaments look amazing and will hang proudly from your Christmas tree. It's a perfect gift for anybody who loves the fighting blue and white. And Locker 42 also has Mountain West Conference Championship gear available. Commemorative t-shirts are $18, long sleeve $24. Merry Christmas from Locker 42. 
cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the Best of Northern Utah's Fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services Keep it on the download here. Is the Dan Patrick Show. They're overrated. That's it, because they play for the Giants. You know, you look at the Colts. Colts don't have big names. They got an unbelievable offensive line. That's where you start. Offensive line. In today's NFL, offensive line. If you say you can have a great receiver or you can have a great left tackle, give me the left tackle. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. If you're like me, 60 and retired, making ends meet, especially here at the supermarket and drugstore is tough. I'm so blessed to have found BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free and confidential website from the National Council on Aging that connected me to $1,200 a year in programs that help pay for food, medicine, utilities, and more. Maybe it can help you. BenefitsCheckup.org. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franton and myself, Ajay Salveson. So glad to be back here in Cash Valley. Boy, I missed everybody. South Dakota is as ugly as it sounds, by the way. South Dakota sounds ugly? Yes. I didn't know that South Dakota sounded yes, ugly. Yes, it does. It does, Eric. Uh, 9883. Is there anyone on the trade front the Jazz should be looking at? Do they really have an, or do they really need another defensive wing? Maybe even moving Joe Ingles? I'd move Joe for a good defensive wing. Um, I think that the Jazz probably will make a move. I do too. Um, I do too. I think they want to make sure that they are um, uh, as bulletproof as possible. 
with any lineup on the court. And having a, a defensive wing outside of Royce O'Neal uh, is something that they're missing. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do something around the trade deadline. Yeah. Nope. I would agree. Um, or before. I don't know. I mean, but having Danny Ainge involved now, it brings in a mentality that's maybe a little bit more aggressive than what the Jazz have, have done. And then 9315, Eric texting. Good thing Eric and Audrey are smart than that media member that said the cupboards are better at Utah State football. Hate to be that guy right now. Yeah, I would be too. Uh, I'd hate to be anybody in Las guy. Vegas who set the over-under at three and a half. I'd hate to be. I mean, at least, Eric, I mean, you might have said six and six, but at least you said six and six. At least you gave him the chance of actually going to a bowl game. Las Vegas said you're going to be three and a half, and we're all taking the under, and you're going to get laughed you're at. You're going to be one of the worst teams in the Mountain West. Unreal. Eric, I, I, let me pick your brain about the season and get your opinions on some things. And I'd love to hear from our listeners, too, if you want to text into our Gilmore's text line at 435-339-0321. Eric, first question, what win was the most memorable to you this season? A race, the conference championship game. Give me a regular season win that will you'll never forget. Well, I think it has to be the Washington State game. Mm. Just right out of the gates. We didn't know what this coaching staff was going to be like in a real game. We didn't know what the quarterback situation was going to be. We didn't even know that even until late in the fourth quarter. <laughs> but then all of a sudden to still pull it off, it's like, okay, they're kind of in it, but we know the Aggies are at a Power 5 school. We don't even know who we have. Mm-hmm. Eventually the Cougars are going to figure this out. But they didn't. Utah State did. And to get that first win that has been so elusive for good coaches and good teams from Utah State. That was the first big eye-opener that, oh, this, wow, this coaching staff and this team, they, we have they might have something here. Who is the most surprising player that's, that you didn't think of would be that good this year and just showed out every single game? Uh, that's a really, really good question. I, I think that... Um, I didn't know what Logan Bonner was going to be like as a quarterback. Um, I'd like to say Devin Tompkins. He certainly took it to a new level, but I expected him to be a good wide receiver because we knew he was fast and he could make plays last year. So I'd want to say Nick Henninger too, but we knew what he was last year, the type of player and and leader and, and, and player on the field. So I think that Logan Bonner probably sticks out more in my mind. Good point. Yep. I, I, Logan Bonner was great. Derek Wright for me. I know we talked a little bit about it, but I had no Another idea Derek one. Wright could do what he did this year. No clue. Um, Eric, who is the offensive player that needs to step up next year to be great and a defensive player that needs to step up next year as well that you think needs to, I mean, from maybe just make some progress, step up to the next level? Who's on both sides of the ball? Uh, offensively, boy, I, you're going to need some guys on that offensive line. Yes. Uh, if yes. That, if that gets settled, a lot of other things fall into place. Hmm. I like it. I think on the offensive line. I think defensively, boy, there's some great players there they're going to have to replace. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so who's who's going to be that edge rusher for Utah State oh that's going to – put pressure on opposing defense. Because we lose Byron Vaughns, don't we? Yeah, he really came along more late in the season. Yeah, he was a late bloomer. We could see what he does when he's dialed in and healthy. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think that's probably the bigger thing for me defensively. Hmm. 
How Nin- about you? Uh, you actually, 9315 kind of answered my question a little bit. Kevin Metzenheimer was my surprise standout play of the year. Look, he didn't have big numbers, but there was a lot of things. In fact, Coach Anderson had told us in the pregame meeting, I think, like, Metz, kind of, you know, played in ways where you're like, hey, this guy's making plays. Like, this guy is actually creating open opportunities for Justin Rice, Nick Henniger, uh, safeties. Like, he was actually bringing in some juice, and I loved it. Cash Gilliam's another guy that I wasn't sure what we were going to get out of him this mm. year. Last year, he struggled a lot. And this year, the the, the coaching staff, Coach Bonda looked at it and said, look, there, there's different ways for you to make plays, and let's let's give you those opportunities in a different way to do it. Cash Gilliam was really, really good this year. Mm. Yeah, um, I like that. Jeez, uh, uh, I just lost. Or players to step up for next year. Yeah. Um, and then on the offensive side, I want to see Kyle Van Lumen be a guy. I want to see Kyle Van Lewin be able to make plays. He's going to get more opportunities now because the receiving core is gone. He's going to get a lot of chances. I'd like to see him uh, be really, really good this year or this upcoming year. Uh, who's your offensive and defensive MVPs? For the year? Yep. For this past season? Mm-hmm. Well, I think offensively it has to be Devin Tompkins. Okay. I mean, just so dynamic, um, aggressive, and going after to, to make a catch. Not just waiting for the ball to come to him. He'd go get it. Yes. And uh, just a nose for making big plays. Um, I, and I think def- defensively, boy, that's tough. I think that Justin Rice was the guy for most of the year. But the way Nick Henninger really finished, he was solid all year long. But the way he finished the oh, year, man. it's hard for me to give it to anybody but Nick. So I'm going to go Devin Tompkins. I, you said it all really, really well. Numbers speak for itself, athletic ability and such. And then also, Eric, on the other side, I'm going to go Justin Rice. I still remember when he stripped the ball away. Was it against Air Force? I think he stripped like he ripped it out of the guy's arms and created a fumble. And then I think he had a pick in that game too. Like Justin Rice. Forced a fumble in the, in the bowl game In the bowl game too. And yeah. just he changed the way. That defense played. He had, he brought some attitude and spice to it. I loved Justin Rice. He's my defensive MVP. All right, a quick timeout. Love to get your thoughts. Who do you think were the offensive or defensive MVPs for Utah State football? What was your this favorite year? game? Mm, favorite game. Which game stands out to you the most for this year? Four three five three three nine zero three two one to join us on the Full Court Press. Hey everyone, this is Tyson with Truck Ranch in Logan. By now, most of you have seen our new location being built in South Logan next to Walmart. We are excited to announce that construction is complete and we have moved in and are officially open for business. To celebrate, we are having a year-end clearance event. With over 100 trucks to choose from on our lot and over 500 trucks available on our website, we are certain to have the right truck for you. Come see us today at our new location, 25 West, 1200 South in Logan. Have a snack and a cup of hot chocolate and find out why we always have better service, better prices, better trucks. And be sure to visit us online at truckranch.com. Don't wait. Plan your New Year's Eve celebration now. There's no better way to get the night rolling than at the Riverwoods Conference Center's wonderful buffet catered by Elements Restaurant. The night kicks off at 5 p.m. for you early birds. Reservations are being accepted from 5 until 9 p.m. for those that plan to keep the night rocking with appetizers, salads, slow-roasted prime rib, seafood, shrimp cocktail, and decadent dessert sure to crave any sweet tooth. Start your New Year's off in style with family and friends at the Riverwoods Conference Center. Call ahead for reservations 750 That's 750-5151. 
West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. We're talking with Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Jay, when did Daryl's open? 1970. That's over 50 years of experience serving local people. Can you compete with the box stores? Absolutely. Our electronic price tags are automatically updated throughout the day, which ensure our prices are the lowest available. Also, we have something they don't, scratch and dent appliances. Why else should we buy from Daryl's? Service comes first here. We have our service department that backs your appliance purchase. Daryl's Appliance, a one-stop appliance shop. Daryl's, Westone Airport Road, open till 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We got more snow coming in the forecast in the next, uh, well, for this weekend. Make sure you've got the ice melt. You can stock up on it. The blue heat ice melt. Uh, get a 50 pound bag for only $8 at Napa Auto Parts. Always the best prices, the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Five of them in the area from Preston to Providence, locally owned. They know how to take care of you. Uh, Guild Mortgage text line. We've got a couple people weighing in. AJ? Yeah, uh, 8968 says, let's face it, guys. None of us saw this team coming. It was so good, a hard act to follow. It is a hard act to follow. Like, how do you follow up an act with another Mount West Conference championship and a bowl win and with 11-win season? If you win 12 games. Yeah, (laughs) New Year's 6. Now, if you win 12 games, that does it. Like, if you win 12, then that, that beats what you just did this year. Uh, four four seven four. I'm absolutely blown away. Blake Anderson just look, just took the Jacksonville job. No, stop. That yeah. can't be true. Yeah, that's just uh, four four seven four. You're messing with. You me. are just so adorable. I tell ya. No, uh, Blake is going to, he'll spend one more time here and then, uh, one more year here. And I think he's gone after that based if they can have a good season. Uh, speaking of getting to 12 wins, San Diego state has a chance to do that today, uh, in their bowl game. They are in the Frisco bowl a little bit later on tonight. Uh, Wyoming's involved in a bowl game right now. Uh, what's a quick update on that score, Ajay? Uh, yeah, right now, uh, Wyoming, you know, in their, uh, glorious, uh, on the blue turf. I, I love this. That Wyoming's on the blue turf. Uh, I don't even have the score with me. What's the score, Eric? Wait, hold on. I have it. Hold on. Uh, 52-38, Wyoming. That's a lot of offense. What the fetch, dude? Kent State's good at putting offense up on the board in bowl games, as we know. Wyoming was down for a lot of this game, Mm -hmm. and then it's flipped in the second half. Hey, San Diego State and UTSA at 530. Are you rooting for the Aztecs? I've seen a lot of people saying that they're Roadrunners fans tonight. But honestly, I'm going to be cheering for San Diego State. It's it's good good for the Mountain West. I think it looks better for Utah State. Um, And they'll have two teams in the top 25, potentially. If San Diego State gets this win, do they stay in the top 25? They were 24. 
but uh, before they lost to USU, excuse me, after they lost to USU. So if they get the win over a good UTSA team with only one loss, that looks good for the Mountain West. Therefore, it looks really good for USU. I would agree. So I believe we should be cheering for the Aztecs. It's hard to cheer for the show, and I will not cheer for the show. Do it, man! But I can cheer for the team. I'll try. <laughs> can't promise. All right, coming up next hour, uh, more to discuss with Utah State basketball. We'll hear from Coach Odom, uh, and we got to reveal pick six. We didn't do that yesterday. See how well we did with trying to predict the weekend. It's coming up on the Full Court Press. No. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. One of the common ingredients for most Super Bowl teams is good health. Last year, the Bucks had almost their entire roster available for the playoffs. That kind of luck doesn't usually last. Now Tampa Bay is scrambling after a shocking shutout loss at home to the Saints on Sunday night. Yesterday, they learned that receiver Chris Godwin's out for the season, torn ACL. They got some good news on fellow receiver Mike Evans. He's day-to-day with a hamstring injury, but running back Leonard Fournette also has a hamstring issue and could miss some time. Tom Brady looked downright miserable on Sunday without his weapons. Hopefully Evans' injury won't linger. Brady also gets Antonio Brown back after his three-game suspension. Luckily for the Bucs, they have two games against the Panthers and one against the Jets to finish the season. They have time to right the ship, but if these injuries persist, their postseason road could be a lot more rocky than last season's dominant Super Bowl run. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Masterclass gives you unlimited access to online classes from the world's best anytime, anywhere, at your pace. Cook with Gordon Ramsay, write a song with Alicia Keys, build a brand with Anna Wintour, or find greatness with Simone Biles. Watch and learn from your phone, tablet, living room devices, computer, even just listen with audio mode. Now you can give one annual membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash Patrick today. That's masterclass.com slash Patrick. Terms apply. You got to put in the work to be healthy and successful, right? That's why I take M Drive, daily supplement for driven guys with no plans to slow down as they get older. M Drive supports your body's natural testosterone production to give you the energy and strength you need to compete every single day. You can find it at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop, or go to mdrivedan.com. Get free shipping and 60 day guarantee. M Drive, Walgreens, Rite Aid, Vitamin Shop, or mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Visit. Always the best prices on the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. A five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic 530 motor oil, $19.99. Heavy-duty Napa 1540 engine oil, $12.49 a gallon. A 100-piece screwdriver set, $19.99. Stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, only $8. A MaxiTrack remote control crawler, $49.99. These deals and a whole lot more at any of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Ladies, many of you will be fortunate enough to find a small but beautifully wrapped package under your tree with a brown satin ribbon and a box imprinted Jerex. The man who put it there is trying desperately to tell you that you are more precious than diamonds, more valuable than gold, and very, very special. Men who come to Jerex believe their wives deserve the best. And whether they spend $49 or $4,900, the message is the same. Men who come to Jerex are still very much in love. We just thought you should know. Jerick's Fine Jewelry, 930 North Main in Logan. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and online at 1069thefan.com. We are Fox Sports. And here are the 
here's what you need to know. We're about to kick off the finales of Week 15 in the NFL as a couple of COVID-delayed contests hitting the gridiron. First in the NFC East, Washington playing on the road at Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts expected to start for the Eagles. Washington will have newly acquired Garrett Gilbert behind center as neither Tyler Heineke nor Kyle Allen have cleared COVID protocols. Meanwhile, in the NFC West, the Rams are hosting Seattle. LA will have Vaughn Miller in the lineup after he cleared the COVID reserve list. Same cannot be said for the Seahawks wideout Tyler Lockett. He remains out with the COVID reserve list. At the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, just gone final in Boise, Wyoming, a 52-38 win over Kent State. And five games tonight in the NBA, a pair tipping off this hour. Indiana playing at Miami, and Detroit is in New York to face the Knicks. The NBA mulling possible Christmas Day schedule changes as needed. I'm Ralph Irvin. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the... It's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're going to stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Hold up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker 8, 10, go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Uh-oh. Stop him. Open three. The high schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, A.J. Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, and available for free on the 1069 The Fan mobile app. Uh, Busy schedule for high school basketball tonight during the, it's Christmas break for the kids, but not for the basketball teams. Uh, we got a game going on right now, actually it's probably just wrapping up, Mountain Crest is at home hosting Hunter, part of a doubleheader with the girls' basketball game. A.J. Knight on the call there. Uh, Later on tonight, we're going to have Skyview at Madison. John Balgini filling in for us from uh, up in Idaho. He's going to be our play-by-play voice uh, here on The Fan. We've got the big rivalry game for Bear River. They're going to be at Box Elder. That's at 7 o'clock tonight in Brigham City. And um, uh, Green Canyon is at Grantsville. Chad Saunders filling in for Craig Hislop on the call there. That'll be on 100.9 Light FM. By the way, the Bear River Box Elder game will be heard on 104.9 The Ranch in Box Elder County uh, and streaming on uh, CashValleyDaily.com. So um, no game uh, for Ridgeline at all this week. Logan does play tomorrow. They've got a big showdown tomorrow uh, in the Grizzly Den against Preston. And the Preston Indians always have a they're really so solid basketball program. Yeah, they're good. Hey, uh, Eric, we had a few texts come in. Our Gil Mortgage text line's open at 435-339-0321. We're talking, well, I'm asking Eric about some football questions of the Utah State football season as we recap it. Their uh, great 2021 season, they finished 11-3 and on the year. 
one of three teams to do so, the 2014 and 2018 teams as well. Uh, and so I'm picking Eric's brain and love to hear from you again, 435-339-0321. 4474 had made the joke of Blake Garrison took the Jacksonville job. <laughs> that is not true. I just Wikipedia'd it, and no, he is not. Because because uh, Wikipedia is the source of all. Knowledge. Yes, it is. And anybody can type down anything about whatever, and so you gotta believe it. Four four seven four says, hoping to get an, uh, an on air rise out of you guys. Really thought it would work on AJ. I Wikipedia'd it, so it did not work. Eight zero zero three. Good try, though. That was a laudable effort. <laughs> Uh, 8003, offensively, I think that Wright and Bowling really stepped up to key secondaries honestly. Uh, or to keep secondaries honest. Sorry, I apologize. De- defensively, I agree with AJ. It's Justin Rice. Look, if you want to take Justin Rice, great. If you want to take Nick Henniger, absolutely. I mean, it's 1A, 1B. That's really what it is. They're both, Eric, so good. Yes. 2947, yes. unreal season for Aggie football. Who would have thought... We'd win our bowl game with a first-time third-string quarterback and our second-string running back most of the game. Once again, thank you to Colorado State Special Teams for allowing us to win the Mountain West Championship in L.A. Bowl. Also, go Roadrunners. <laughs> they take on the Aztecs at 530 tonight. Uh, Wyoming, that game has gone final. Wyoming did beat Kent State. Uh, is that who they played? Was it Kent State? Yeah, it was Sorry, Kent I've State. I've already yep. forgotten. <laughs> no, it's Kent it's that State. memorable. Kent State, 52-38. to uh, I just saw a screenshot of uh, this game. The uni combinations on that field. Oh, my gosh. It looked like burnt French fries covered great. in cheddar cheese. I mean, it was on yellow. On what kind of a plate would you say? Yellow jerseys for Kent State. The yellow pants for Wyoming and yes. brown tops. Love it. On the lovely blue turf. 9315. I just want to uh, thank AJ. He is awesome. When he fills on or fills in at the full court press. This has got to be AJ. Sorry, AJ. I think the best game was the all the road wins. Just can't put my cap on just one. My favorite road win was probably UNLV. That was unreal. Really? Dude, There's they had no right winning that ball game. A lot of things were working against them, that's for sure. They had no right winning that ball game. They still, uh, ball game, they still pulled it off. Yeah, that, that win against UNLV was crazy. Uh, so, for me, it was a Washington State game, but um, I think the Air Force game is another one that stands out yeah. because Utah State was able to do to Air Force that no one else was able to do. They were able to move the ball and score on the Falcons unlike mm-hmm. anyone else has been able to. Yeah, they gave up a lot of yards, and they gave up points too, but they hung in there, and they didn't back down. And that was a game that a coaching staff that had very little experience against the triple option. Yeah, good point. And didn't bother them. They got over it. Eric, what of the three losses bother you the most? Wyoming, BYU, or Boise State? <sighs> probably, probably Boise Me State. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Just because it it was so avoidable. Because there were so many just self-inflicted wounds and problems that were corrected later on and yeah. were uncharacteristic. But should never been made in the first place, though, either. Yeah. That was bad coaching and bad playing. Both ends of the rope for that one. I was, yeah, horrible. Okay, so w- would you put second? Would you put the Wyoming loss Wyoming or the loss BYU second. loss? 
I expected the BYU loss. I didn't expect the Wyoming loss. Mm, me too, to be honest. To get beat that badly, to get out-coached, out-physicaled, out-played, out-executed, out-everything. Like, in every category, coaching and playing, every single category, Wyoming dominated, Eric. Wasn't even close. And how they did it. Yeah. And do you remember Nick Henniger being on the post that press conference post game? And and I just sat there and I was like, dude, I feel so sick for this kid. It's his senior year. He sticks around. And now they have to rely on San Diego State to bail him out. They gotta go win in New Mexico. I hope this works out because Nick Henniger d- deserves a better ending. Like I sat in that press conference in that podium in that room when uh, you guys were airing it on the uh, post game, and I was like, dude, I feel bad for this kid. So he then turns around and has Three of the best games you could possibly ask for. Three straight games. New Mexico, he had a career high in tackles. Uh, the San Diego State game, he had a career high in sacks. The bowl game, he had a, he then reset that career high in sacks. Well, it's incredible. And he's and then he's the bowl game uh, defensive MVP. How cool is that, man? Yeah, that's so cool. 1570 on the Guild Mortgage text line. I think the best road win was San Diego State for mm. the Mountain West Championship. Mm. I know it sounds obvious, but a ranked San Diego State on the road for the Mountain West Championship and Utah State dropped the hammer on them. That's the thing, Eric. It's the way they beat them. I mean, come on. Like they block a punt. I think after they blocked that, like partially blocked that first punt, and it, like San Diego State kind of came back to earth and it was, oh boy. Oh boy. Now they've got all the confidence they need. To get rolling. And then you got, I mean, you've got. And then that fourth down stand. Yes. And then you got, I mean, come on, Eric. You got DT running three yards, stopping, throwing his hands in the air before the ball's even caught. <laughs> like, that was the kind of day it was for Utah State. Domination from the get go. That's what we expected in the Wyoming game when we got in the San Diego State game, which is fine. It's a nice trade. But, man, what a, what a game. 2947. Maybe I'm wrong, but I felt one of our biggest weaknesses this season was defending the run. Great point. Any recruits or indicators that give us hope that we'll improve next year? Yeah, they've they've Bonda talked about it during the presser on the defensive side of the ball about how good that defense could be with some of the recruits they've brought in. Like they're pretty excited about that, Eric. Um, I'm gonna see if I can find that. Yeah, you're right. Because there was a defensive focus on the early oh, heavy. period. Yes, there was uh, on the defensive line at the and at the linebacker position. And two nine four seven, you're not wrong. That absolutely was an issue. I mean, Algiers carving them up, uh, Charles Williams carving them up, Wyoming was carving. I mean, it was just a mess. So you're not wrong. That's yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, one of our biggest weaknesses, in my opinion, for the Aggies. I would. I would say the Come running defense. Absolutely say the running defense. No question about it. I Too many gashing plays in big moments. Uh, here's what Coach Bonda said. This was last week in anticipation of the bowl game, but he did have an opportunity to comment on this early uh, signing period and this upcoming recruiting class. I mean, it, it was a. it's a really good start um, for us. We, you know, we felt like we brought in a really good group of linemen, you know, in the day and age of just being able to uh, balance your signing class with, you know, freshmen and transfers. Um, you got to make sure that you do a great job of bringing in the most linemen possible. 
um, because they're the hardest to find. I thought we did a phenomenal job on that, on offense and defense. You look at our offensive line uh, and the guys we brought in there up front, same deal. Um, and then we also wanted just to, you know, Coach A wanted us to make sure that we address our biggest holes. And I felt like we did it. We, we started that process and pretty much addressed most of them. We got some more to, to, to do, but we knew that we was going to take a uh, second signing day to finish that off. So I thought, you know, great start. We won some battles down the stretch. Uh, we lost some battles, which is normal. And uh, with everything that's happening in the transfer portal and, and what and the spillover from that in terms of just high school kids not signing and uh, it, the second signing day is going to be it's going to be pretty explosive and, and we got to get ready to go uh, once it opens back up. I appreciate that he's honest. Yeah, me know? too. Like me too. We we won some battles, but we also lost some. Too often you hear coaches on we got every kid we wanted yeah, signing day like hey we. We got everybody we wanted to get after. <laughs> this is the best recruiting class we've ever had. Yeah, I'm Come with you. Come on, that, yep. that can't be true. That's and that's hardly unless you're Alabama. That's never true. <laughs> never true. <laughs> By the way, then, Texas A&M was rated as the number one recruiting class. Eric, 356 days until we play. Or like, what is it, 300 something days until we play our next road game for football? And then, of course, it's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, against the Crimson Tide. Who will they be the reigning champions? <laughs> I'll tell you this: we have the we might have the number one recruited class in the uh, in, in the conference. They might have the number two recruited class in the country. So, yeah, that's that's fun stuff. I'm excited to go play Nick Saban, the freaking Crimson Tide. Gal, it will be fun. Ah, uh, well, will it? I mean, it's a great <laughs> opportunity for the players to go out there to go play Alabama. Yeah. And die? No, you'd be competitive. They're gonna die, dude. <laughs> They're gonna last. I don't know. I'm not as confident. I, ugh, I hope they can survive out there. Cause that Bama Crimson Tide team is—they're different. They're built different. One five seven zero. Hey, how about BYU losing their bowl game? Kind of a letdown for them, if you ask me. You have you have them beat, or you had them be Utah basically begin the year. And now the tables have kind of turned. Utah's in the Rose Bowl. BYU loses their ball, uh, bowl game. Gotta love it when BYU loses. I was shocked. I couldn't believe they blew that. That was weird. And then I love how like BYU fans were like, look, we didn't want to be there in the first place, all right? So uh game really didn't matter to us. Every, well, then why did you go? Every game, yeah, well, why didn't you go? Why did you accept the bid? Yeah, if you didn't want to be there, why would you go? And then you and that, that there was a controversial call at the end, but it was yeah. the right call. Uh, did the player? Did the wide receiver fumble the ball, or was it an yeah, incomplete Nikua. catch? You so you, I see. I thought it was incomplete. I uh, see. Watching the review, he has possession in his hands, and he takes a couple of steps as he's bringing the ball in, and then he fumbles it off of mm. his uh, off of his body, and he made a he made a he yeah, took two steps before he did anything. I'm he made a football him. move. I'm I'm so thrilled they lost. Now now if Utah would win, it'd be great. Give give me a Utah Rose Bowl win and we are set for the year. Six two nine four. I think it's a lot less than three hundred and fifty six days. Yeah, I might have screwed that up a little bit. <laughs> I saw a tweet. And I can't remember how many days it was. So I said three fifty six. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> it's probably like two hundred days. Okay, even less than that. There he is, the mathematician Eric Franson. <laughs> Call. Hey, uh, I I do want to ask you, uh, Eric. Weaknesses. What do you want to see improved? 
Uh, good question. I think that um, that offensive line has to be better. You have to be able to protect your quarterback yeah. more. Logan Bonner was a tough son of a gun. Yeah. And if he wasn't, what a different season it could have been. Like, if that kid didn't keep pulling himself off the mat and playing through a lot of injuries, yep. very different year for USU. So that offensive line has to be better at protecting the quarterback. I would agree. I and like then it. being able to stop the run, as was previously pointed out. And I think the Aggies got better at that. I think in the Wyoming game, they just they didn't have the right game plan. I just don't think they were properly ready for Wyoming. Yeah. Because Wyoming is just not that good. No. I mean, yeah, they put 52 up today. That's crazy. State, but USU is a better team than them. Dude, Eric, they put up 52 today. Oh, that's nuts. Eight nine six eight. Aggies really need someone that can kick off a bit deeper. I, I, I see. I wonder how much of that was planned, and how much of it was like he just couldn't put a foot into it. I think if you can touch, if look, a touchback's always better than any any opportunity to bring it back, right? I don't, man. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I have no idea. Right, even Connor Coles, like being a field goal kicker who could be more consistent. Yeah. I think he was okay, but he had a stretch there where he was missing some that he really normally wouldn't or shouldn't. Look, we were we were spoiled by dominant Everly. Spoiled. Well, yes, that's true. But that look, is it too much to ask that that should be how a field goal kicker plays? Hey, we only we only remember him because of when he misses a field goal. Yeah, it's true. Like, if he goes 20 to 20 on PATs, everyone's like, great, good for you, buddy. But if he misses 15 to 20, everyone's like, this is the worst ever. This guy <laughs> sucks. 3862, what was Bonner's injury during the bowl game? Uh, someone with his knee. Yeah. His right knee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the coach, uh, Anderson, after the game said that they kind of tested it. He was uncertain how much he could put weight on it and uh bonner wanted to come back into the game but the coaches of course. weren't gonna risk even the even uh worse injury that could have happened if you can't plant that leg it's a big issue so they held him out it's a smart look i don't care what cooper Lagar would have done it's the right move yes kids got too big of a future ahead of him allow him yeah allow him to play next year no need to to do any more with it uh, four eight seven five. AJ, why are you saying you just now need Utah to win their bowl game? <laughs> How are you a Utah fan? Okay, well, no, sorry. Uh, I, so, I I apologize. Let me. Can I rephrase? Um, you rephrase before I finish the uh, the rest of the text. I'm sentimental. I want Whittingham to win his final game of his career, and I just, I I hate Ohio State. I hate Ohio State. I hate him so badly, and so I and because I, I served a mission over there, and they all suck. The players suck. You're convinced the Kyle coach is sucks. Hanging it up after this year. I do. I am. In my own personal opinion, I think Kyle's done. I think he's done, hmm. and I think it ends up being transferred over to whoever else. So yeah, I will. Uh, I I want Kyle to win his last game. Okay, here's the rest of what 4875 says. Okay. 
Their admin has done nothing but screw USU. They won't even schedule us in football or basketball, even though they're scheduled home and homes in football with the likes of Wyoming, Northern Illinois, and San Jose State. Okay, can I make a bold claim? Right? Hot take. Fire alarm. Craig Smith will play Utah State at some point in his career. In a home and home. At some point? Yes. Like, how soon is that? I don't know. Does it matter? It's going to happen, Eric. It's going to happen. I'm telling you right now. You're going to be Stop it. What? I, it's, it's a fire alarm. I can't turn it off. <laughs> it's a look you're giving me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 7854, Eric. The Aggies need to stay away from close games. Things could have turned out very differently have they not won those close games? That is for dang sure. That's true. You could have lost the UNLV game, Air Force game, Washington State game, Colorado State game. Like, I, it's a totally different year, man. Most of them. Early but you in know the what, year. Eric, and, and, and maybe 7854, you can agree or not on this, but we've had so many bad breaks at Utah State in football. You know this just as well as I do. You've seen those games and those seasons where the teams had a bad break. They finally got a good break this year. Multiple. True. It's about time the sports gods said, you know what? We're actually going to look down and smile upon you today. Yeah. Uh, 3862. Uh, he was such a stud all year. I hope it wasn't anything major. I don't think it is because he was walking around on the field after. You're referring to Logan Bonner's Yeah. History. Yeah. I, I think the play where it really happened and this the, the TV – broadcast guys didn't talk about it but i noticed a play earlier in the game there was like a um an offsides by the defense and they came through Mm -hmm. and it should have been a free play but they just kept coming and so the refs blew it dead but as they were doing that bonner rolled out to his right and chucked it down the field and something the way he planted that right leg in his launch point to throw it he came up kind of limping and then uh, it was just a few plays after that, he uh, was on a dive up the middle. And the way he got tackled and went to the ground, that's when he really had the hard time with his leg. Yeah, it's too bad. I hope he's all right. 9310. Crazy year where Logan Bonner had a record year, but Peasley was needed to win a game at Washington State in Air Force. And Cooper ends up winning the bowl game. Oh, Isn't that points. nuts, dude? Yes. Like when I read that now, I'm like, holy smokes. Wow. It is nuts. Yeah. Hey, we need to take a time out here in the Full Court Press. More of your uh, texts. We want to get through those. Your kind of recollections on the year that was. Yeah. Uh, what were the most important games or the more fun games? Memories, great plays. Who was the uh, offensive MVP and the defensive MVP? That's the one I'm really curious about from people. 435-339-0321. Who was the MVP of Pick 6 this week? I don't know. We'll find out. Coming up next in the Full Court Press. Happy holidays, Cash Valley, from the entire team at Ascent Aesthetics. Ascent Aesthetics is giving back to our local food pantry and giving you a chance to win services for free. Drop off any non-perishable food item at the Providence office and you could win six rounds of underarm laser hair removal, a hydrofacial, or a dermaplane facial. Winners will be picked December 30th. Give the perfect gift this year, a treatment from Ascent Aesthetics. Learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. A good dog is more than just a pet. They are family. 
If your family is looking for a puppy to welcome into your home, visit our website at familypuppies.com. Family Puppies in Preston is an experienced local puppy breeder that specializes in raising happy and healthy puppies that will bring your family joy for years to come. Google Family Puppies Preston to find a pup that will be the perfect fit for your family. Familypuppies.com, where pups are raised to be family. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Open enrollment for individual health insurance is November 1st through January 15th. Coverage through the marketplace is still available with more tax credits making it even more affordable. We'll help you navigate the marketplace, understand your plan options, and complete enrollment and save big. Trying it on your own can be frustrating. Let us help. Call 752-9493. There's no cost to work with us. Having a local agent makes all the difference. Call 752-9493. Steven, stop dragging your feet. Don't you give me that look. You've had a bad attitude all day. Now look, I know you'd rather be with your friends right now, but this has to be done. And either you start cooperating or I'm going to start taking things away from you. And I think you know what that means, don't you, Steven? Yes, honey, I do. All right. Okay. Watch it. Bigger isn't always better. At Castalite, you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts. You'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, 1069thefan.com, and the 1069thefan mobile app. Uh, back to the Guild Mortgage text line. If you want to weigh in, 435-339-0321. Um, 7854. Sorry, I never agree with Ajay. Oh, come on. <laughs> What's your problem? It's Christmas. <laughs> That's the best excuse. It is. Uh, 9315. Did Ajay miss the bowl game so he would not need to prove he was not at San Francisco Lake? <laughs> I was in a worse place in San Francisco Lake. I can tell you that right now. And by the way, that was not a neutral site game. That is bullcrap. <laughs> they need to. Re- that was a lot of they home need cooking. to change that, dude. They need to change that immediately because that was not even close <laughs> to being a neutral site game in any way, shape, or form. Beautiful atmosphere, fun environment, but not. Aggie should be credited for playing Iowa on their home court. Oh, yeah, that, that will is affect exactly them in what the it net. is. So, did you know this? I didn't know this. So, the Iowa Hawkeyes play like on the eastern side of the state, so all like the eastern fans and like southern fans can go, but the western fans can never make it over there because it's so far away. So, they play a game at the Sanford Pentagon once a year for the western Iowa Hawkeye fans to attend. And, like, dude, they act like they've never seen them before. There was, like, kids lined up, like, to get pictures and photos of the players and, like, to, like, get photos of, like, and they're taking photos with the mascot. It was a huge deal for them. I had no idea that wasn't a neutral site game. Uh, It was 6,000 standing room only, and there was maybe three, four, five Utah State fans. (laughs) Three. Yeah, that's right. 
That's neutral. It's brutal. So brutal. Three eight six two. It was a true team effort all year. Mm. I think that's what made it so fun. We could have had any of the three quarterbacks on the field and still felt like we had a chance with the team that surrounded them. Like you guys said earlier, it's going to be hard to top this year. It will. Eric, give me your most favorite, and, and I want to hear from our listeners too, 435-339-0321. Give me your most favorite play. Like, What's one of your favorite plays that you will never forget? Oh, man. Um, I, for me, it's probably the save on Scarver return for a touchdown to tie the oh, NCAA record. That was cool. Because so many teams were afraid to even give him a chance. And just to see him still pull it off, that was awesome. I can't remember where we were at. But I think it was two plays. No, it was like two plays in back-to-back series. It might have been in New Mexico State. Where Devin Tompkins, like, leaped. I mean, got up and made a spectacular contested catch. Still have no idea how he caught it either. Still doesn't make sense to me. And he uh, and then did it again. I think it was New Mexico State. Those two plays were incredible. Uh, the strip sack or the strip fumble from Justin Rice was nuts because Air Force thought they had won it. They thought that thing was over. Mm-hmm. And uh, Justin Rice like pills it away, and you just hear this collective groan from the crowd, like "Ah, oh, crap, we're gonna lose it now." It was amazing. So that one, the pick against UNLV to end it, which wasn't an interception, but they counted it anyways. Yeah, ah, uh, that's that's unreal. Um, yeah, nine three one five. The trick pass play in the bowl game. How about was, that whole series? Was that Derek Wright? That, that drive. There were three trick plays in that drive. There were three. Which what were they? So uh, there was that one. It was Derek Wright threw it back to Cooper, and he was able to get like 35, 36 yards. Uh, Cooper Lega. Um, the team's lined up. All of a sudden, he stands up like he's trying to get a different instruction from the sideline, and it's a direct snap. Was that to Noah or Tyler? I don't remember which. And then there was another one where it was kind of a end-around. Um, yeah, but it was more aggressive on that whole drive. That Plays that we haven't seen all year, that was fun to watch. That was the drive of the game, no question. Unreal. But that trick, that trick pass play, the double pass, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. And Coach um, Anderson said, we were we we're going to call that play and run it. Didn't matter who the quarterback was. It was designed. Like, we, it was something that the team would practice, and they knew they were going to do at some point in the game. Wow. What a gutsy call. It's <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, trying to think of other ones that, uh, that stood out. Uh, five two five three, Eric. Play I won't forget for all the wrong reasons. I don't remember if it was, I think it's, yeah, the worst executed fake punt. That was Boise State. Going to the wrong oh, side, yep. went to the left side with a right footed kicker. Deep in it, your own territory. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that, uh, not so good. That was not a good one. Yeah, that was not a good play. All right, Eric, um, give me your thoughts on Calvin Tyler this year, what he did. Going into the year, we kept hearing there's five running backs. Yeah. And Constantly we'd rather have, that. you know, one guy go for, you know, big yards in every carry, but fewer carries. And we just keep throwing different guys out there. Yeah. I thought, okay, that kind of works. But still, it'd be great to know, like, who your top guys are and what we're going to see there. But, um, Calvin Tyler Jr., 
had 124 yards his entire career at Oregon State. And I thought, that's nice. I mean, he, he must <laughs> not really be much. And uh, But how he really came on and solidified that position. There are other guys that had moments too, but Calvin Tyler Jr. on the season, what a year. And then to have that uh, performance in the bowl game where he had almost – all of the yards he had his entire career at Oregon State in one game against his former team, that uh, was awesome. Sweet justice. Couldn't be happier for that guy. Me, me neither. I, I, and, you know, he's such a good dude. Yeah, he is. He really is. He's a fun guy to interview, very personable, uh, fun to talk to. Yeah. Uh, Eric, who do you give the coordinator MVP award to? Ooh. Uh... I'd probably have to give it to Coach Tucker. Really? Wow. Okay. Just because this team won games coming back with the an offensive mentality to keep keep pushing, kept fight, keep fighting, be aggressive, take shots downfield. So, I think I'd give it more to a Coach Tucker. So mine's gonna sound obvious, but Kyle Cephalo, dude, he took. Like this receiving core to a whole nother level where they were dominant and just a threat to anybody. Uh, like we said, we talked about it earlier in the first hour. Derek Wright, we didn't know who the fetch he was. He comes out in this year and he just shows out, like shows off in every game. You know, and he got a new nickname, Eight Ball Corner Pocket or whatever it is. It's just stuff like that. Like he's such a baller. And Kyle Cephalo was able to exploit his, um, or at least uh, kind of help him see how good he could be. Kyle deserves a lot of credit, man, for the work he did. Absolutely. No question. Because, yeah, we knew what uh, Devin Tompkins was going to be, but we weren't sure about the others. The way that McGriff was able to come along and be more of an impactful wide receiver after having a very quiet year last year. Uh, and then uh, if that trend continues, then he's going to be a great, uh, a great receiver next year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 2417. Any of the plays that Bonner got clobbered and he bounced back up. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of them, wasn't there, Eric? There was a lot yes. of them where, I mean, he's just, there's dents of him all over the field, and you're like, I don't know if this guy's going to be able to finish. Can we give credit to Peasley for being able to come in and do the job? Uh, someone who ever mentioned it, I think it was 3862 or whoever it was, you know, Peasley coming in the Washington and Air Force games and being able to kind of just keep the saddle moving keep the train going and fill in for for Bonner. I, remarkable job for Peasley, and he's, he's never going to get enough credit for it, Eric. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, 9315, I hope Kyle never leaves USU. I wish that was the case, yeah, but man. that's not holding my breath there, hey, my man. man. to that. I hope he doesn't leave. He's yep. been fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we need to take another quick timeout here, AJ. We do need to get you ready for Utah State, Portland State. Yeah, uh, Coach Odom had some things to say about the Vikings and uh, an update on the team health. Um, banged up a little bit. And also uh, revealed pick six. Who won pick six? No one cares, That dude. special bowl game edition. Okay, if you lose, you have to dress up as Mrs. Claus tomorrow. Okay. Do you have a Mrs. Claus outfit? Um, I'm sure you can find it somewhere in the stores. Okay, and if you lose? I'll dress up as an elf. Okay, I will dress up as Mrs. Claus, and you dress up as an elf. 
Dill. Wait, did I lose? You already know, huh? You fetcher. Are you serious? We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvoline and Oil Change, we'll make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoline and Oil Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. Holidays bring family, friends and parties and more. How important is it to you to know that your house is sparkling clean this holiday season? Trust ChemDry of Northern Utah's hot carbonating extraction process to ensure your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family gatherings this season. From carpets to hardwood floors to furniture and even granite countertops for baking. This is Daryl with ChemDry of Northern Utah. Holiday gift certificates are now available and mention this ad for a free ChemDry world famous spot cleaner. What are you doing for your home medical supply needs? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. We sell the highest quality products in the industry, and your shopping experience with us will be unmatched. Get out and enjoy freedom with one of our many different power chairs. We'll make sure you have the best experience possible and that you can bring wellness home. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, Tanaj Salveson. I will hurt somebody's feelings. Five, eight, seven, nine. I'm floored that B.A. isn't already gone. I love the guy and hope he doesn't leave. I think based on his character, I don't think he'd just be a show-and-go guy. I I don't think he'd show up one year and then parlay that into something bigger right away. I just don't see him as that kind of a guy that's a ladder climber and say whatever needs to be done to move on to the next big opportunity. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Savison. Hey, reminder, we've got a bunch of high school games going on tonight on our family of radio stations. Some of them will have video on CashValleyDaily.com. Others will be radio only. If you choose to listen to the radio only ones but are interested in the video uh, games, then you can uh, just check back later tonight. They will be archived and you can watch the replay. Eric, uh, 3862 text in. Andre, I hope you win. But I kind of want to see you in an elf costume. Okay. You know what? That's it will bull be documented. Crap because you... Whoever loses, I lost. it'll be no, documented. Whatever, don't give me whoever. You were like, oh, wait, you're dressed in an elf costume? Great, because you lost anyways. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Your tone of voice told me I already lost. This is bull crap. From now on, I'm doing the pick six results. You're welcome to do them anytime. <laughs> somehow I always have to do oh, those. Oh, somehow I end up having to put cart decks together. No, I assigned that that duty to you. <laughs> I walk in today, and it's just, hey, we got games today. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Pick six. Reminder, number one. I don't want to play. Explosive plays. Oregon State, Utah State combined. Set the line at six and a half. Now, there were a few that went for 19 yards. 
but it only counts if it's for 20 or more. The line was set at 6.5. There were 7. That was close. Uh, I took the over. You took the under. That's one for me. So I'm going to go explosive here in about five minutes. B.J. Baylor rushing yards, uh, 95.5. I took the under. You took the over. He had 78. Great testament to that Utah State run defense. Uh, USU field goals made. Set the line at 2.5. I took the under. You took the over. Uh, Only made one. Only kicked one. I'm three for three, dude. This sucks. I, no, I don't want to play. Have more I don't want to play. I don't want to play anymore. Oregon State or Utah State? Screw this. Oregon State had three. Utah State had two. I said Oregon State. You said USU. Uh, tackles for loss for USU six and a half. They had six. And again, another really close one. We both took the under on that, so we both got that correct. That's your first one. Congratulations. Oh wow! You you know what? Fetch you. <laughs> Devin Tompkins touchdowns. A line was set at one and a half. He had one. I took the under. You took the over. I don't want to play. You, If it came down to the tiebreaker, you would have won the tiebreaker. But. Shut up. 4781. Audrey, my grandmother would do better at pick six, and she isn't even alive. <laughs> this is brutal. This is bullcrap, Eric. You've solicited help from the audience before. Yeah, and they, and they screw me more over. often. In fact, you know what? The audience helped me on this one, so someone's got to dress up in an elf costume tomorrow. <laughs> one of you do. No, you said you would. I said I would dress up as Mrs. Claus, and you would dress up as an elf. Bullcrap, dude. It will be documented. Uh, Utah State basketball, getting ready for Portland State tonight. Uh, Portland State does not have a great record, but they've been close in several of their games. There's two common opponents. They have faced Weber State and Iowa, so there's some real interesting uh, common tape that uh, Coach Odom and his staff can look at and review. But this is a team that has a lot of transfers, and Coach Odom's a little bit concerned that uh, this might be a team that's coming together and could pose some issues Interesting because of that. But um, first of all, he uh, uh, he just he expects this game to be a battle, more than I think some people uh, might think with the Portland State team coming into town. Uh, they play with great spacing on offense, and so they're going to challenge us um, you know, from that perspective. Uh, guards that can get into the paint and attack the rim. Uh, a big guy around the rim that, that if given angles and, and uh, you know, avenues to the basket is, is really tough to deal with. Um, and he also can face, they'll run isolations for him. You know, in the mid-post elbow area, you know that we'll have to deal with. Um, got quite a few transfers. You know, they've put this team together, you know, in short order and done a really good job with that. Um, and these guys are beginning to, you know, round into to form. You know, as they're getting ready to head into conference play. You know, like us. And so, played a tough game against, you know, to open the season against Oregon State, down to the wire. Um, and so we're expecting a battle. You know, uh, you know, against Portland State. You think it's coach speak? No, like, I think he's because Portland State's not that good. No, but look, they've they've had with a team with that many transfers and guys who were like leading scorers on their teams before they came to Portland State. It's a matter of time before it clicks. Yeah, and Coach Odom doesn't want that to be this game this tonight. Game. Do you? 
how much does fatigue play? They played a very physical game versus Weber State, long, exhausting game versus Iowa. They got ran off the court. Now they play Tuesday here tonight against Portland State. Does fatigue start to settle in a little bit here, Eric, you think? That is a concern. Uh, just travel, a lot of games, um, and um, just a, there's a lot of activity for this team. There's injuries. No, it's testing the depth of this team. In fact, Coach uh, Odom did give a little bit of an update on the health of his team and how important it is to have that depth really step up in a game like they've got tonight. Yeah, we're dinged up, um, you know, quite honestly. I mean, it's like the break is coming at a good time for us. You know, uh, we've had a long run when you, when you schedule 31 games and you travel east like we have. We've had very little time to kind of rest and practice because we've been, uh, we've talked about before, just one game after another, one prep after another, one recovery after another. And we've had some injuries, you know, Ryland's injury against, you know, uh, Weber State, obviously Beans leading into the Iowa game. And, and you know, he still tried to play, but was hobbled. Um, and, and uh, you know, we've had some others, you know, as well. Um, you know that that have happened, and so you know we certainly have enough. Um, we have a, a pretty deep team as it is, and uh, you know some other guys. Have, you know, Max has gotten some good minutes you know, over the last couple of games. Weber, and then you know Iowa as well. Z finished really strongly against Iowa in that game. Trevin played well, you know I thought, and so. Uh, we're hoping for Sean to be back to be able to get some minutes potentially tomorrow. We'll see kind of how that progresses. Um, but uh, you know, all in all, I think the, the break will come at a good time for us. But you know, we can't worry about that right this second. We got to focus on the task at hand, and that's playing our best against Port a good Portland State team. I'm encouraged to hear that Bearstow can be making yeah uh, close enough to returning he, again. This was recorded comments. Yesterday afternoon, while we were on the air, so when he says tomorrow, he's referencing today. Yeah, um, and they need him. They just they need some depth, man. And mind you, they play Air Force at Air Force on the twenty eighth, I believe. Twenty ninth. And you, you know how Air Force yeah. is. They play twenty different guys. It's at Air Force. It's a tough place to play. Aggies have had issues there. So you, I mean, you really just and. It's, it's an exhausting time. They need this break so badly for so many different reasons, and one of them is to play a ton of games, like you said, in, in a very short amount of time. Uh, if Bean plays how many minutes tonight? Does Bean play more than 15? No. No. More than 10? I can I can hear the crickets in my headphones. No, I don't think so, dude. His he's sore. if he's not even gonna play ten minutes, why even play him? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, he's sore, and he had to guard one of the best players, not in the conference, in the country, in that Keegan Murray kid. Let him come out, get play a couple of series, couple yeah. of minutes, just be, to stay loose. Just yeah, five minutes to play, get him out. And You're done. Him out. A- after the first media, he's done. Uh, yeah, it's sorry. You were correct. It's Air Force on Tuesday, December twenty eighth. Eighth, do they? That's even less time. I mean, it's a solid week. Oh. Yeah, but you got Christmas you mixed in the middle. Played three games though, and and that I mean, in a short amount of time, and you got what six days to rest after that before you're playing Air Force. It's exhausting. 
That's, I don't know, asking a lot of this squad. Hey, a couple texts came in. Eric, uh, 3862, where can we see the picture of tomorrow's wardrobe? We cannot. I will file a lawsuit against Eric if I do. If you don't uh, live up to your end of the deal, there I, might be some consequences. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll do I it. Mean, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay? I'll wear the stupid little pointy hat and the stupid pointy ears and the stupid pointy show, shoes. But you can't take photos. No Why photos. Not? Because I know what you'll do with them. I okay. know who you are. Right. I, I, Eric Franson, will not take photos. Nor will anybody, I, nor will I ask anybody to take photos. Yeah, say it. Say it. <laughs> if somebody else here in the building no. happens to take a photo <laughs> no. of you no. prancing around no. in your elf no. costume, no. I can't stop That's them not from how doing this works, that. Eric. That's not how this and works. And if they happen to share said photo with no. me, I might no. feel obligated to share it with others. I, Eric Franson, repeat after me, I, Eric Franson, will not share that photo on social media. Nor will I ask anybody else to do the same. Yeah, okay? You know the rules. Them the rules. I don't make them. 9948. Oh, just start phoning a friend. <laughs> I'm going to start phoning Eric. <laughs> All right, uh, I got to go to a game. Yeah, we got to take another time out. I have to wear a stupid elf costume. This sucks. I hate Christmas. It's Christmas. I hate it. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not. Hey everyone, this is Tyson with Truck Ranch in Logan. By now, most of you have seen our new location being built in South Logan next to Walmart. We are excited to announce that construction is complete and we have moved in and are officially open for business. To celebrate, we are having a year-end clearance event. With over 100 trucks to choose from on our lot and over 500 trucks available on our website, we are certain to have the right truck for you. Come see us today at our new location, 25 West, 1200 South in Logan. Have a snack and a cup of hot chocolate and find out why we always have better service, better prices, better trucks. And be sure to visit us online at truckranch.com. Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by at their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. Merry Christmas, Aggie Nation, from your friends at Locker 42. You've been asking, and they're finally here. These old main Christmas ornaments have just arrived. These ornaments look amazing and will hang proudly from your Christmas tree. It's a perfect gift for anybody who loves the fighting blue and white. And Locker 42 also has Mountain West Conference Championship gear available. Commemorative t-shirts are $18, long sleeve $24. Merry Christmas from Locker 42. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Utah State Aggies taking on the Portland State Vikings. Don't forget pregame coverage on KVNU game night starting at 6 o'clock on 610 AM, 102.1 FM with Al Lewis and Jalen Moore. And as soon as the game is over, they'll have the KVNU Aggie Call program where you can call in and talk about the game. And look, hopefully we have a good showing of locals because the students are gone. So let's show up. Let's support this team. Uh, They had a rough road trip. 
Uh, I've had a couple of games away from home, a rough uh, week and a half. Be good to uh, get some good fan support, give them some juice, give them some verve, right? Uh, Portland State, though, this is uh, a team that doesn't have a great record, but it is kind of deceiving, as Coach Odom says. And uh, they're uh, offensively, they've got some some guys that uh, can be a bit problematic with how they attack the basket and uh, what they can also do in the low post. Offensively, I think their numbers don't don't match up with uh, the way that their individual players have shot it over the course of their careers uh, from well, other three places. Guys have been leading scorers at other schools. Exactly. Yeah, and when we scheduled this game, I was worried about that because you know you go and you start looking at individual players and and kind of where they've played and how they fared. Uh, they've all come from good programs and done really well where they were at. And it's just a matter of putting those pieces together. And, you know, I know their coaches are working on that now, but they all shot it at a higher percentage, if you go back and look at it, from three than they have so far this season. And so it's just a matter of time before they get it going again. Uh, this is also a team that, uh, as you mentioned with some of the transfers, um, feature a, a center that came from Hawaii that – he praises for being able to understand different angles, being able to get rebounds. He averages like four offensive rebounds a game. Now contrast that with Utah State, who only had two against Iowa. Certainly that's got to be a big point of emphasis for this team in uh, how they approach things defensively. Um, but um, you know, being able to grab those rebounds, if you don't have Justin Bean, you know, it's got to be really important for Trevin Dorius and, and uh, Zapala to really play big and um, not make the Aggies miss having Justin Bean. But the Coach Odom previewed that uh, Portland State defense and what we could expect to see tonight in the spectrum from the Vikings. Yeah, they play a specific style. They try to keep you on a side, force funnel you into the baseline and sideline, um, and they're really good at it. And if you make mistakes in those areas and you don't space it properly and you don't play off of two feet, uh, you could have problems, and um, you know certainly we've you know, haven't had a ton of time to work on it, obviously, because we're just coming off of Iowa. But you know, two two practices and film, uh, you know, is going to have to get it done for us. Um, you know, in terms of preparation, and they're coming off of a game too. You know, that they just played on the road, so um, they are very good on defense. Top, you know, 150, I think, on defense. And uh, this is. Um, this is a team that uh, is, is going to try to run on the Aggies uh, or try to move them around. Um, and so can, can Utah State stay true to you know, what they do best? Uh, ball movement, getting multiple guys involved. Can Horvath, you know, can he hold his own in the low post? Um, and those are some of the important things I think that uh, will need to be watched for uh, tonight as Utah State takes on Portland State. A reminder, a couple of the things going on with some uh, bowl games and some uh, NFL games, actually, that are going on. We'll get to those in just one second, but some updates from our Guild Mortgage text line, 4781. Ajay, don't be a pansy. <laughs> yes, I like that. I mean, he has to come through with the Elf outfit. Uh, 8003, great. Another game we can't listen to. Uh, it's going to be an ongoing issue uh, throughout the year. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot I can do to... <laughs> change that for you. Uh, but we do have some bowl games going on. Uh, San Diego State taking on UT San Antonio in the Frisco Bowl and UTSA with the early lead in the first quarter. They lead 7 to nothing. 
with about seven minutes to go in the first. Wyoming won their game earlier today after being down, uh, rallied and uh, really poured it on in the second half to win that one 52-38. So far, the Mountain West is undefeated in bowl play. I don't know if San Diego State's going to be able to keep that streak continuing as uh, they are currently down early against UTSA. But again, it's early. A lot of football still left to be played. Uh, we have some games in the NFL going on today. Uh, the Rams and the are hosting the Seahawks. Second quarter in that one, about six and a half to go there. Rams are up 3 nothing uh, in that one. And on the uh, in Philadelphia, it's the Eagles hosting Washington. And the Washington football team has a 10 nothing lead early in the second quarter for that one. So... Uh, the Seahawks-Rams game will be on Fox here in our neck of the woods if you want to tune in and check that out. But we do encourage you to go up to the Spectrum. No students, so they need a good home crowd, need a good home presence to help uh, lift this team to get a nice win tonight over Portland State. Tomorrow we'll break it all down and recap what happened. Until then, have a great night, everybody.